Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Draymond, penetration, leaves his feet, throws it over the top to Porter, now to Steph. Steph doubled at midcourt, pass cross-court, throws it out of bounds. The Warriors are becoming wow. unglued here in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you, the Warriors' bench has been invisible tonight. Nine points from their bench. You got 30 from the bench of Philly. Yeah, and the Philadelphia bench did help flip the game back in the Sixers' favor, in particular Late third and early fourth quarters as the Sixers go on to win tonight in Philadelphia, 102-93, to as you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game with Tim Roy and Jim Barnett. I'm John Dickinson. We welcome you in here to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Let's react to this one as the Dubs take their fifth loss of the season, 0-1, on this five-game roadie uh, as they drop the opener tonight on the national stage in Philadelphia to the Sixers. And and the highlight we played coming in, a a stretch where the Warriors had actually forced uh, five straight stops, uh, essentially, uh, of the Philadelphia 76ers as the the Sixers had an 81-78 lead at that point. And there was a stretch where... Uh, the Sixers had five straight possessions, four chances at the rim uh, off of Warrior misses or turnovers, and they only scored one point in that stretch, but the Warriors just couldn't quite take advantage. The Sixers missed an opportunity there to extend the lead. The Warriors missed a big-time opportunity there to to get back in the lead, and ultimately uh, the Sixers would take this thing over, outscoring the Dubs 32-20 to in the fourth quarter and outscoring the Warriors. 46 to 24 after the Warriors' largest lead of the ball game, uh, which was 69 to 56, midway through uh, the third quarter. So uh, a lot to discuss on, on a night where, at least coming into play, there was a tremendous amount of focus on Stephen Curry and the 10 three pointers that he needed to break the all-time three-point record. But but forget about that. Like I I felt just kind of right off the top, like there was, and of course it would be a major storyline going into the game. But and there was a lot of chatter on the ABC television. Vision uh, broadcast about how Doc Rivers and, and the Sixers, who are a pretty good defensive team, were not going to let Curry break the record. I mean, forget about that. I mean, your best opportunity to try and have a shot to beat the Warriors is to try and slow down Steph Curry the best you can. And, and most teams on most nights are, are incapable of doing it at all or at the very minimum, consistently enough to to earn wins, which is why the Warriors have the record that they do. But you look at this game as a whole, and it it was really played on the Sixers' terms uh, with respect to physicality and defense and making the game extremely rugged. And and they put Matisse Thybul on Steph Curry and, and basically had him shadowed for the entire game, the way you would take your top corner maybe in the NFL and, and put that player on a top wide receiver and have him follow him around to, to every spot on the field. Curry was taken out mid-first quarter, Tybal subbed. 
out of the game, and Danny Green came in. So uh, there were some double teams, and, and the Sixers mixed it up. But uh, first and foremost, you could tell that Doc Rivers and, – and look, it's it's the tried and true uh, template, at least in what you try to do. And again, a lot of teams that have some level of success with it, you can't have consistent success with it because the Warriors are either going to make you pay by if you're doubling them, you know, playing four on three in the back end and getting other players' shots – or Steph Curry's just too good that at some point in the game he's going to have a hot spell and the Warriors are going to be doing enough other things well to where that hot spell can, can be the end of you, basically. Uh, and But Philadelphia, nevertheless, that was uh, the game plan uh, for uh, him and them. And it's a night where you look up at the end of it and the Warriors made... 12 of 48 from three-point range, just 25%. They shot 40% overall. Uh, and the Sixers, I thought, for the most part, played the game on their terms. Now, it looked from the middle of the second quarter to the middle of the third quarter, about a 12-minute stretch, where Philadelphia, by virtue of their poor play offensively and and the Warriors' exceptional defense, and, and for as good a job as Philadelphia did on Stephen Curry tonight – the Warriors did an excellent job on Joel Embiid for significant stretches of this game and really made life difficult for the Sixers. And it, it felt at, throughout the majority of this game in the first and, and second quarters like Philly wasn't doing enough offensively to really make the Warriors pay for the fact that the Warriors weren't shooting the basketball well and, and Stephen Curry was, was – you know, being made work uh, at a level that, that so few teams can ever consistently make him work. But, but the reality is it felt like Philly left too much out there. And because Philly had, had missed some layups and the Warriors were able to, to get some, some uh, turnovers going the other way, it, it felt like the Warriors were going to at some point break through. And, and ultimately they did. Uh, as you look at just the different segments of this game, Philly a 38-28 lead in the second quarter. Warriors closed the half on a 21-8 run uh, to take a three-point lead in at the break. And then they come out and jump the Sixers at the beginning of the third quarter, 20-10, to 10, all of a sudden they're up 69-56, and I, I thought the Warriors were in complete control with Philadelphia not doing anything offensively and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins carrying the Warriors, uh, essentially, uh, with Stephen Curry struggling. It was a couple of the other guys making them pay, uh, but then the game flipped back late third, and, and from really the, the final 17 and a half minutes of this one, it was all Philadelphia, and they were able to get the game back on their terms in terms of physicality, in, in terms of defense, in terms of making Stephen Curry work, and the Warriors just didn't have enough others at that point able uh, to make Philadelphia via pay for the, for the job and the defense that they were trying to employ uh, against Stephen Curry. So you add it all up, and the Warriors wind up taking an L uh, on the opener of this road trip, 102-93. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's react to this one uh, as the Warriors dip now to 21-5. and And I think if you look at the Warriors' five losses this season – and they all tell their own story, I think, to a certain extent. But if you look at the five losses this season, I think for the most part, they all have one common theme. And I think the common theme, as far as the Warrior losses go, it's it's offense. It's not enough offense in, in the games uh, that, that they've been beat. Uh, I, I'm just looking at 101 points. Uh, to uh, in overtime, the Warriors scored 101 in their first loss of the year to Memphis. They scored uh, 102 in Charlotte uh, in their second loss of the season. Third loss of the season comes at the hands of the Suns, uh, where they score 96, and and this one a season low for the Warriors, just 93 points, the 20 uh, in the fourth quarter after they were able to get a little bit of a rhythm uh, from mid-second quarter to mid-third quarter. But I think some of these more premier games, the Warriors just haven't had uh, enough offense and Right now, as this team is currently constituted, for all the depth that they have and, and for Wiggins and Poole being able to, to help carry this team 
throughout different portions of games, I think for the most part against good teams right now, we're seeing where Stephen Curry has to play well for this team to win, and he has to shoot the basketball well for this team to win. Now, does that change? Does some of that margin for error change when Klay Thompson comes back and and they get him into the fold? I think the Warriors are surely hoping that that's the last piece of the puzzle, and it's another way that Golden State can, can make teams pay for the focus and for the attention that they're trying to, to lay on Steph and Curry and, and essentially saying, we'll let anybody else beat us. And at times, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole were beating Philadelphia. But in the fourth quarter, you know it's going to be Steph time. And in the fourth quarter, Wiggins and Poole uh, effectively disappeared as well uh, for the Warriors as Philadelphia goes on to uh, get the job done. Another uh, key component of this one, uh, for as nice a job as the Dubs did against Joel Embiid, uh, 7-16, he did get to the free throw line 11 times, and Draymond was on him some, and I thought Kevon Looney did a nice job on him, in particular early in the game. But Kevon Looney and Draymond Green can't play every minute of every game, and and Draymond Green did get himself into foul trouble early, which... adjusted the Warriors rotation some and even if Looney and Draymond are not in foul trouble Bielitsa is still going to have to play and the Warriors are going to have to play small and tonight was a night where Bielitsa really struggled Uh, minus 23 in the time that he was on the floor and that's where Drummond that's where Embiid at times was able to do enough to to help Philadelphia gain enough ground to where they were able to to hang in the game themselves and be primed to make the run that they made. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game. John Dickinson with you here. We'll keep it going until about nine thirty. Uh, let's react to this one. Uh, what's your concern level over Stephen Curry? Another rough shooting night. Uh, I didn't think tonight was a game where he was chasing the record, uh, as was much discussed coming out of the Portland game. I just think tonight was a night where. He missed some open ones, but the Philadelphia 76ers get some credit, a, a lot like the way the Phoenix Suns get some credit for the way they defended Stephen Curry in the game in Phoenix that the Suns were, were able to win against the Warriors on the, the final night of, of November. Uh, the defense gets credit, and I think the defense does deserve some credit uh, for that in this one. It wasn't just missed shots, although Curry did miss some open shots. But I also think... When Curry misses some open shots, sometimes there's more to the story than just him missing a shot that typically he'll make. I think when you have a defense that's making somebody work, that's being physical, that's really grinding uh, the the game down, and I thought Philadelphia did that, uh, when the game is made harder and and you're a little bit out of a flow – all of a sudden you do miss some open shots when you get them because you're just a tick off or you're just a tick out of rhythm. So I think Philadelphia tonight does get some credit for the way they defended, and sometimes there is a little bit of, of bleed over or trickle uh, in terms of uh, the the strong defense and then you add uh, you know it, it trickling over to some of the, the, the misses uh, when, when plays are – uh, well defended. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr following this one as the Sixers get the better of the dubs on this road trip opener in Philly. What do you think was the offensive problem tonight? Well, you know, 12 for 48 from three. Ball, ball's got to go in. You know, win the game, you got to make some shots. So they, I thought they did a really good job on on Steph, you know, uh, they just kept Thibault on the whole game, and he harassed him really well. And they sent uh, sent some doubles, and uh, we just couldn't uh, make them pay enough um, for uh, for paying so much attention to Steph. We had some some decent looks. Uh, I'll watch the tape and see what we could do better. But uh, I think Doc's the one who made up the term make or miss league um, it's kind of the truth like you gotta, gotta make shots and tonight we just couldn't make shots we've talked recently about just how many of Steph's shots this season are from three and not from two 
I mean, would you uh, tonight again? I mean, it's very overloaded with threes. Would you like to see him try to maybe use the mid range, get to the rim more? Could that counteract some of this pressure? I thought he uh, he did that in the first half quite a bit. He, he um, got to the rim a couple times. Uh, he was he was patient. Uh, had a couple mid rangers. Uh, but again, I give uh, Thibel credit. I thought he was fantastic defensively. You know, he's uh, a rare combination, you know, of, of uh, length and athleticism and, and brains. And uh, he, he did as, as good a job on Steph as anybody I've seen in a long time. Steve, the missed shots notwithstanding, he made some in the third quarter and got a 13 point. Yeah. Game. What, what changed that, like the third quarter going to fourth to turn us active? Just couldn't sustain it. You know, we. Uh, so it was a, a little bit of a strange game just with the foul trouble. You know, Draymond picked up uh, the, the fourth foul. So we decided to let Steph run, you know, th- through the most of the third quarter uh, just because we didn't want both of them off the floor. And uh, we hung in there pretty well. But when Steph uh, went off the floor, at the whatever it was, two, three-minute mark, um, I think we lost most of the lead at that point. So uh, our rotations got a little little messed up with the foul trouble and uh, just uh, couldn't get the ball to, to go in the basket, couldn't um, sustain that lead. With Steph, it's volume and efficiency, right? The efficiency hasn't been there as much the last couple of games. Do you get a sense that he's pressing at all, or is it defensive uh, adjustments in everything? Uh, tonight I thought it was um, – the defense that he was facing than, than anything, uh, you know, teams are going to commit everything to, to keep Steph from uh, from going. And uh, that's what Philadelphia did tonight. And as I said, they've got a guy who they can uh, put on him. It's, it's pretty tough to, uh, to shake. So uh, they, did a, they did a hell of a job defensively. They, they earned it. And uh, we just got to bounce back. You mentioned the foul trouble. Draymond had to sit different parts of the game. Looney and Looney was out in some of those pockets. I think when Bielitsa was on the floor, you guys were minus something like twenty. It did I know this is a particular matchup for it? But did maybe your lack of center depth you feel like show tonight? No, I, I mean you know Looney was great. Um, you know Draymond was 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 really solid. I thought uh, thought we did a pretty good job on Embiid for the most part. But this is a very unique matchup. You know, Joel is a, obviously a really talented player, but uh, an old-school center in a lot of ways, just his ability to score in the paint and dominate physically. Uh, so I thought I thought we did, you know, as good a job on him as we could have. Uh, we got to the line a few more times than we would have liked. But uh, from battle of hard, we just uh, didn't score enough. That was the main thing. I mean, if we hold teams to 102 and 46%, from the field, and 33 from three, we we usually win that game. So um, it's more more about our offense than our defense. Belly's on a bit of a cold snap uh, to shooting lines. What do you what do you attribute that to? Uh, you know, long season, and uh, it's uh, that's how the the year goes. You know, even for a great shooter like Belly, um, you know, there's going to be spells where uh, you're not feeling it quite as much, and he'll, he'll bounce back. Do you sense a hesitancy from him when he gets the ball? Uh, yeah, I saw a couple couple plays tonight where he hesitated a little bit, uh, and uh, we want him to be aggressive. We want him to, to let that thing go, and uh, very confident in him. He's been doing this a long time, been in the league for uh, many many years, and shot it at a high high level. And he's uh, he's helped us win a lot of games already this year. He'll bounce back. Obviously, you're only visit here, but did you feel any extra electricity in the building? Great atmosphere. This is one of my favorite uh, arenas to play in, just because you can feel the love for basketball in Philadelphia. Uh, Sixer fans have a – there's just a lot of history here, a lot of emotion, and uh, it's always a, a treat to come here and play, you know, once a year. Go ahead. Yeah, he struggled. Uh, you know, it's been a month or so since uh, since he played, and obviously just trying to get his his uh, legs underneath him. Uh, so it wasn't Andre's best night, but uh, he'll you know he'll he'll bounce back. He just needs to get some some reps and some rhythm. We talked about this a little bit last night. What goes in as a staff as far as veterans on this back to back coming up in the plays who does what, what goes into, what the, goes into the, the rotation this, 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 
the decision on who might sit, who might play uh, in the court. Yeah, I mean, we look at matchups. We uh, we make adjustments during games, like we did tonight when there's foul trouble. You know, we we try to find combinations. We we like certain combinations. So, so every game is a little different, but uh, we have confidence in everybody on our roster. Uh, you know, tonight was a night where we were searching, um, trying to find a combination, especially in that second half that uh, that clicked. And you know, other than that one run when we went up thirteen, we just couldn't really get to get any momentum and and find a lineup that really uh, worked. We were searching, and we just couldn't uh, couldn't get there. No, couldn't quite get there tonight. Uh, the Warriors basically played good basketball for about a quarter of this game, and it was really for the midpoint of the second quarter until the midpoint of the third quarter, and Steve Kerr there addressing uh, a number of things coming off of this one uh, Nemanja Bielitsa's struggles among them. Uh, some of the other things that uh, I had pointed out just kind of in the, the opening segment here. Uh, and then, yeah, Andre Godala, uh, a, a rare Andre Godala uh, night where he really didn't bring much to the table. A minus 17 uh, just didn't look. He looked in a great rhythm at the beginning of the season. Uh, he looked like a guy that hadn't played a month. And, and that's very unusual because typically he comes into to high profile games like tonight and, and really helps. Uh, make a, a a positive impact on on this Warriors team, but that did not happen. And uh, really, big picture, I, I think it was a, a good bench night for uh, the Sixers and their bench group helping to flip this game. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get to Eric and Milbray uh, on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, E? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, not the Warriors night tonight. I thought they had a chance to put this game away, but unfortunately, if you get sloppy and you don't put the nail in the final coffin, even a team like Philly, who's still a good team, I know they've been slumping with COVID and everything like but when you have a guy like Embiid, uh, you, you you can rally, especially at home, where that Philly is a, is a very tough place to play. I know the record isn't what they wanted to be, but they're finally fully healthy, and you're seeing with a with team like them, they, they, can, they can make it come. And when they hit shots and when you got guys besides Embiid taking over a guy like Maxi is an ascending talent, and you mentioned Tybal, who's probably the best, if not the best perimeter defender in the game, make Curry work for everything. So that guy is uh, one of the best in, in the league in terms of shutting him down. You know they didn't want them to set a record while Seth was uh, across the way as well. So I thought the Warriors would go 3-2 and two in this road trip. I thought this would be one of their losses, and probably I could see them losing maybe that Boston game as well. Uh, overall, you know, not too too much to be worried about. I know some because the Curry shot is not where he wants to be, but we know how he is. When he gets it going, he's going to be locked in. So he's still the best shooter of all time. Um, it's just a matter of putting these type of games away. Hey, Philly, give him credit, man. It looked like they were going to be down and out, and uh, Joel Embiid and, and Maxi and uh, and a couple of their other guys off the bench, Shake Milton, really got it going there. So uh, you got to sometimes you have to just the uh, the team just outplays you guys, stretch, especially at home crowd like that so uh, I expect them fully regroup what's the status with Curry is he going to play in Indy or are they going you think they're going to hold him out for the Knicks uh, I'll take your thoughts on that thanks for the time yeah appreciate Eric I know that there's been some sentiment that the Warriors are, are, are thinking about or considering having Steph Curry take a game off here and and I don't I don't really understand where that's coming from to be honest and I know Nick Friedel asked Steve Kerr in the press conference that we just played about that and I think I think Steve misunderstood the question he was talking more about the the rotation I think Nick was asking hey are you planning on maybe resting somebody some of the veterans I mean this team just had two days off and they just started a road trip uh I I would be surprised at this point if the Warriors we're going to say, hey, Steph Curry's going to take the front end of a back-to-back off uh, in Indiana. Now, if there's a game where maybe he winds up taking off, maybe at the end of this trip where you're going to play Monday and Tuesday, then you have two days off, you play in Boston, and then you go up and you play Toronto. You know, maybe maybe that's a game. Uh, you know, with the the fourth game of the trip and and what will amount to four games in, in six nights, and then you come back and have a relatively quick turnaround with the Kings in uh, on, on the Monday uh, after the Warriors play a week from tonight. But there, there's a lot of chatter uh, about that. I I was watching a little bit of the the, the post game on on. 
television on, on ABC Seven uh, here in the in the Bay, and they, they were talking about, oh, is Curry going to miss? Like, I, I don't really think that's the plan now. Maybe something comes down, and, and I know Steph has, has said maybe he's a little bit more fatigued, and Steve Kerr's talked about some of the fatigue issues, but I, I, I would be surprised at this point if, if they're just deciding they're going to rest guys against Indiana. I, I mean, the Warriors typically don't do that as much as other teams. As far as the rest of it, uh, I think you've got to give Phil a lot of credit. Tybal was tremendous defensively. Shake Milton, an underrated component tonight. He was a plus 20. Good things happened when he was on the floor, uh, and, and he was able to hit some buttons. Buckets going to the rim that that really helped Philadelphia uh, in in their uh, comeback uh, late third and, and early fourth. And I'll be honest, I was I was surprised when the Warriors got up thirteen the way the game was going because Philly was such a mess for the most part offensively, and Poole and Wiggins got rolling in that third quarter. I was surprised, as well as the Warriors have played defensively, that they wouldn't have had enough to, to put that game away. Uh, and ultimately, Philadelphia comes back, and, and they outscore the Warriors by 22 from that point on to go on to win this game themselves uh, by that 102-93 to 93 margin. All right, 888 We'll get to some text messages here coming back on the other side. We will also hear from Draymond Green and Stephen Curry as uh, the Warriors drop the opener of this road trip. Warriors wrap-up continues here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Steph Curry off the screen by Wiggins to Draymond. Fakes, dribble, drive down the lane. Right hand slam for Draymond Green. Timeout, Doc Rivers. An emphatic dunk for Draymond. It's a two-point game. Philly on top, 82-80, 7.24 to go here in the fourth quarter. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson with you here for the next half hour or so. 888-957-9570. Sixers 102, Warriors 93. So the Warriors lose for the fifth time in 26 games here. Uh, to begin this NBA season. Hard to believe, but already basically at the the one-third marker of this season uh, after the ball game on Monday night. Before we hear from Draymond Green, want to tie up some of the conversation with respect to Stephen Curry potentially resting uh, on Monday night in Indiana. So did did some homework on on all of that because I know it it had been part of the discussion tonight. Had seen uh, some of it uh, on the text line as well, and and just general conversation. Uh, Mark Stein was the one, uh, formerly of uh, the New York Times and, and obviously ESPN. He, he has his own Substack now, and he wrote uh, about the Warriors weighing a potential rest night for Stephen Curry on Monday on the front end of the back-to-back, and then he would play the national game 
at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday against the Knicks. And, and Steph with the, the three three-pointers tonight, still seven three-pointers away from breaking uh, Ray Allen's record. And, and fatigue has been uh, something that, that has been of a concern and part of the discussion here recently. Uh, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr, uh, uh, sorry, from Steph Curry coming up here uh, in just a moment. He did get asked about that, so you're going to want to hear his answer specifically when he was asked about uh, whether or not he was going to play both ends of the back-to-back, Monday and Indy, and then uh, Tuesday uh, against New York. You want to make sure you're locked here at 95-7, the game for that. That's coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, and Steve Kerr was asked about it in the post-game presser uh, in the portion that we played just moments ago, and, and there was an answer uh, where uh, he had said, uh, going back to Steve Kerr, uh, They'll figure it out tomorrow. Figure that out tomorrow. I think Nick Friedel had asked some things about uh, rotation and then the the potential. Uh, there was a follow-up there, and, and Kerr said uh, that, that they'll figure that out tomorrow as far as if, if Steph or if, if others would maybe not play on the front end of the back-to-back. So, so there, there is some legitimacy to uh, a lot of that chatter with respect to these next couple of games and, and potentially Steph Curry not playing in one of them. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it, it sounds like that's something that could come down uh, when the injury report is released uh, tomorrow evening uh, in front of the game at Indiana. And, and to be honest, it, it does make some level of sense if you look at the, the odd trajectory of, of this trip for the Warriors going all the way to Philly to play the game tonight and then back to the you know toward the middle of the country uh, in the Midwest to play Indiana and then on the second of a back-to-back going back to the Northeast to play the Knicks before a couple of days off and then you stay in the Northeast and you go to Boston before coming back and, and heading up north but again more uh, in the Midwest but up north uh, to Toronto a little bit of a back and forth component there which I, I think uh, maybe makes uh, the idea of giving Steph Curry a night uh, a, a little bit more uh, a, a little bit more of a, of a likelihood of, of actually happening. So not just speculation, uh, as the 510 had pointed out, people thinking he would hit enough threes tonight uh, that, that he could break it in New York. I, I agree with this take from the 510. There's no reason to rest him. Sooner he gets the record, uh, the sooner they'll get back to basics. But uh, it does sound as if the Warriors are strongly considering resting Stephen Curry on Monday uh, in Indiana. Uh, and, and Mark Stein was the first one to point that out. And we'll hear Steph's answer from that coming up here uh, momentarily. 888-957-9570. Uh, still time for some phone calls here. John Dickinson, Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Let's quickly turn to Draymond Green, however, as he met with the media. A truncated edition. We got about two good minutes of Draymond talking post game about the Sixers beating the Warriors tonight. Here's Dre. I think we missed a lot of good shots. shots Steve said he saw Batiste play Steph and the Steph actions as well as anyone he's seen recently. Uh, how much of what he did affected you guys? I think they did a really good job. You got to give them credit. Uh, their defense was good. But ultimately, I think we got good looks and we missed them. How tough of a matchup is it be? How would you evaluate your defensive Oh, my defensive performance was I was on foul trouble. You know, he's a good player. Yeah, I was on foul trouble. So. You like the guy, you take a 13 point lead in the third quarter. I think Jordan made a deep three. Did you feel like you had sort of steadied everything and what sort of changed after that? I think they went on like a 10 0 run or something like that after that. And maybe even more than that. Yeah, I mean, we, not sure. I'll have to go back and watch the film. Um, I guess we just start missing again. Did, uh, you mentioned the foul trouble. Did you feel like your fourth might have slipped the game in some ways? Uh, yeah, possibly, but we went on a run after that. But, yeah, it was a tough one. Were you surprised? I mean, you were calling for the review. Did you think it was going to get up the turn? No, when it comes to a call, nothing surprises me at this point. Does the Steph three-point record, is that accurate at all? I think it's hanging over the world, and we all want to see it. But if you're asking me if it's negatively affecting the team, no. Is it a topic of discussion at all? No. Is it all this feel at all similar to the all went through the first time you Championships, just kind of all the hype, all the attention. Yeah, uh, 
you know, you start to feel that. You show up before a game for shooting and the crowd's already packed. You know, the attention around the team, you definitely start to feel that. So it feels a little, a little familiar. All right, so there's Draymond Green there following the Warriors' loss in Philadelphia. And I, I think you definitely can tell that things are a little bit different. I, I think that only benefits the Warriors as the games start to have greater stakes and and as the energy picks up, you know, leading up to a lot of these bigger games. Uh, I, I think that's... I, I think that's good for this Warriors team to be able to feel that and to be able to have some kind of semblance of success with it. Uh, I, I think it's. I think that only brings positive, positive outcomes for the Warriors moving forward. To, to have you know Steph and Draymond and, and Iguodala and Clay Thompson, all those guys that have been through it, they don't necessarily need to go through it. Although I do think it gives some older players a jolt. Uh, that that are, are going to need it to get through a long regular season, but I also think it gives some of the younger players and and more inexperienced players that are older, uh, and the Warriors have NBA uh, you know players that that are older but but lack a lot of NBA experience and lack the the sort of championship level grind type of experience that's necessary. So I, I think games like tonight, I think games like the environment in Phoenix, I think games like playing at Staples Center in the opener uh, where all eyes are on you, Brooklyn, and, and look, the Warriors have had a lot of success in, in you know, a lot of these games. You know, they won uh, one in L.A., one in Brooklyn, they lost in Phoenix, they lost tonight. So it's it's basically a split in, in a lot of these higher profile games and some of the games on the road, but I, I think it's all positive when, when you look at, at, at the ability to get some level of experience in, in, in playing in that, and it, and it gives uh, some juice. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, Draymond crediting Matisse Teibel, also saying, hey, the Warriors had some good looks. And, and look, that's part of the deal. Like, There's just going to be some nights where the Warriors hit shots even though they're being well defended and they're going to win a game because when they are at their best and and Steph Curry is right at the forefront of this, when they're at their best, they hit and make tough shots and and shots that demoralize the opponent. And I think that's where, you know, if there's one sort of bigger picture takeaway from a a game like tonight and, and maybe the game in Phoenix and maybe even the home game against Memphis, where the Warriors struggled and, and teams were able to do a number a little bit on Stephen Curry, make him work with length and physicality and trying to take the ball out of his hands at different times. Tonight and those nights are, they, they just make you think of Clay Thompson, to, to put it bluntly. They make you think of Clay Thompson and, and can Clay Thompson come back and be an X factor uh, that is another weapon that prevents teams from kind of having their way with the way that they want to to defend Steph because it's somebody else that that can beat you. If they want to play four on three, it's four on three with Draymond maybe having the basketball, attacking and and throwing the ball to to Clay in a corner for three or throwing the ball to Wiggins who can who can make a bucket or potentially down the line throwing a lob to somebody like James Wiseman. And all of those things are going to prevent teams from being able to do what they want to do as consistently as they have to this point uh, against Stephen Curry. But look, let's also not get it twisted. This Warriors team's 21 and five right now. So while there have been some teams that have had small levels of success in, in making Steph Curry have a, have a tough shooting night, uh, nobody's really able to do that consistently. And I think, the one thing that the Warriors have in their back pocket is they know Steph has the ability to fix himself if he has a bad game or a couple of bad games in a playoff series, but they also have a big-time weapon in their back pocket in Clay Thompson who has the ability to, to maybe come in and, and, and change uh, the, the trajectory of, of the whole thing. Uh, and and so it, it, you know, it, we'd be having a different conversation if this was the team is what I'm getting at. And and it would it would be hey, all right, maybe in a 7 game series they would be a little bit more limited with all the attention and all of the focus going to Steph and there would be more of the conversation of can Steph have 
four big games out of seven in a series because the Warriors are going to need him need him to do that in order to win. I'm not sure we're to that point because we know at some point that Clay Thompson uh, is going to be back. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let Let's go ahead and get to. Our Stephen Curry three-point update for tonight, uh, post-game here, as Steph came into play uh, with 132 on the evening, uh, and he knocked down only three, 10 away from the record, and Curry only knocks down three three-pointers, uh, three for 14 tonight, finished with just 18 points. Uh, so Steph bumps his total of made threes for this season from 132 up to 135. Uh, and then we'll see if he plays in Indiana on Monday. If not, he'd have a great shot with a seven three-point night uh, in New York at Madison Square Garden at the Mecca uh, in front of another national television audience with that game uh, part of the TNT package on Tuesday to to break the record then. Uh, So uh, we'll see what happens there. But Steph with the three tonight, now up to 135 made threes on the season. Uh, And Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Get 15% off your annual membership at Masterclass.com dot com slash the game. All right, uh, let's go ahead and hear from Steph uh, as he met with the media tonight inside Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia as the Sixers get the win. Uh, Steph, uh, keep an ear out uh, as he was asked, uh, and we'll touch on it on the back end here, about uh, what the situation was going to be for Monday and Tuesday in Indiana and New York. Here's Steph. What do you think was the biggest offensive issue tonight? We obviously make shots. Um, they they pressured uh, obviously all all night long. Tybalt was obviously a pretty long defender. They were you know, trying to force into the paint, make make the extra pass, and we kind of did that early. Didn't shoot as as effective as we wanted to. We made that third quarter run, and we went, we got really cold. And I guess a good defense like that, a good team like that, we had one chance to really you know put the pressure on them at the end of the third quarter. And, uh, you know, they slowly walked us down in the fourth quarter. Moved the ball pretty well. I think we took good care of it. Just didn't, you know, knock down enough shots to give ourselves a chance down the stretch. And it's also it's a problem down there. And when you, when you have a chance to be a team like that on the road, you really got to put your foot on, on the throats. Down the stretch that third quarter, we didn't do that. Now, if you uh, take away the context of these last couple of games, I play the exact same way. Just got to make shots and understand the uh, opposition's not going to want that to happen on their home floor. And, uh, you know, they, they defend accordingly. So I think for the most part, try to keep it out of my head and just play basketball and just take the shots I normally take play the game I normally do. You know, there's obviously a lot of attention on it, which is uh, well-deserved for the all-time NBA record. And it's one that's been you know, standing for what, 10, 11 years. So uh, I appreciate the, the attention on it. It'll happen when it happens. And uh, you got to continue to try to win games in the process. You mentioned Dido. How, how much of your shooting struggles for him? And it seemed like it was tough for you to get open, but it also seemed like you missed a couple open shots you would normally make. It was three or four that I normally make, and then usually we have a defender like that that's running around. You, you're very selective about the shots that you do get because their game plan is to take away, you know, good looks. I think down the stretch of the second quarter, I got some good ones. That uh, the second half, probably until the last three minutes, I think I only got like three or four shot attempts, um, and that was not just him, but Joel kind of floating all around the floor trying to you know, take away. Some good looks. You know, they they were flying around uh, on most possessions. And on out of the 48 threes that we got, I bet you 40 of them were really good looks. Not just me, but you know everybody. So uh, it's tough to tough to win games if you you know shoot 25 percent on those type of shots. So it's got to stick with the program um, how we play basketball. You got to the rim more in the first half, mid-range. Didn't do that as much in the second half. Uh, do you wish you did more of that in the second half? 
I mean, I watch the film, but it's mostly the attention that you get. You, know, you come off the screen, there's another body. Get around, there's another body. So it's not like it's just easy to just get those shots. You got to take what the defense gives you. And you know, we swung the ball around really well. JP got hot in the second half. Um, you know, we got decent looks spread around, and I like our chances if we get those looks night after night. Uh, knowing I'll shoot better, and you know, our team will shoot better as a whole. Like I said, the record's cool, but it's also we, we created pretty good shots all night. So I've got to live live with that. Um, it's not going to go your way every night. As you probably know, there was a report that the Warriors are strongly considering resting you one day weeks in the year. Um, I know you probably never want to rest, but given two back-to-back, would you understand if that happens? Have you talked about it? Which which are you feeling on that? Two back-to-back certain things. Yeah, I always want to play. It's also understanding situation, the big picture, and um, reassessing after every game how your body feels. Um, I don't want to give too too much away, but you know, have things that you're doing regular maintenance on and, and understanding uh, where we are throughout the season. So uh, we'll make the right decision accordingly. Do you expect to play though Monday? We'll make the right decision accordingly. <laughs> how is your body in life? Like I. Uh, 33 years old and just played 36 tough minutes uh, on the first leg of a road trip. So, obviously, the, the mind and the mentals are good around that. You just have to do what you need to do to get ready for the game. Now you're kind of back in this fishbowl with all this attention on you again. The team's doing well. I just wonder what it's like to kind of be back under this kind of scrutiny of being one of the top two or three teams and the expectations being higher. It's where we're most comfortable because we love to play at this level and to truly have championship aspirations um, and understand what it's going to take to get there. So we understand it's a long season. The the spotlight is is great because you're doing what you're supposed to do and winning games. And whatever attention comes with that, you have a lot of experience and how to deal with that. And also our resiliency in terms of bouncing back from losses like tonight and you know, continue to get better no matter what your record is. So it's it's fun. I, I enjoy every minute of it. You mentioned it a couple of times, but you also just encourage the little things that affect winning a playoff game, a playoff series, and a championship. So that's that's the biggest uh, thing to be aware of throughout the year. There are little things when it comes to defensive effort, you know, uh, just high IQ plays, constant energy and effort every single night that you definitely, uh, you know, shout out and encourage uh, along the way. Because everybody can get fall in love with, oh, he's shooting three ball well or specific shooting numbers or just, you know, anything uh, that jumps off a stat sheet. But it's the little things that, you know, between the lines that help you you create that playoff type mentality uh, and that dog, you know, I need you to show up in those games. So that's the only thing you really talk about uh, throughout the year. Well, he said a split is exactly how it's supposed to go for the regular season. So maybe we'll see him in June, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I always love playing against him. Y'all know that. All right, so Stephen Curry there uh, following this one as Curry finishes the night with uh, 18 points on 6 of 20 shooting. So 6 of 20 for Curry, 3 of 14 from three-point range. And uh, you just look back at, at these you know, last handful of games, 6 for 20, uh, 8 of 19 in the game uh, against Portland, uh, 8 of 16 uh, and 7 of 13 from three against Orlando. But going back even before that, a 7 for 28 against the Spurs, uh, an 8 of 20 in the win over Phoenix. And then uh, you go back even further, the 4 for 21 going back to November the 30th in Phoenix, the game that the uh, Warriors lost uh, to, to dip to 18-2 and two on the season. And uh, it'd it make you wonder uh, if uh, maybe – Monday would be a night to get Stephen Curry a little bit of a rest, and it sure sounds like him answering the question there, and I think it was Ron Krojcik of, of the Chronicle who asked it, uh, it sounds like he's not going to be playing in Indiana uh, on Monday, uh, as was reported by, by Mark Stein and, and what created uh, kind of the, the conversation surrounding it uh, later on uh, th- this evening uh, that, that bled into to some of the postgame shows here. And, and just going back and, and looking 
at uh, Steph and the game log, uh, the Warriors have played three back-to-backs to this point this season. They've played three back-to-backs. Uh, they Two of the three back-to-backs were home back-to-backs for both games. They played Houston and Atlanta. Uh, at Chase Center back on November 7th and the 8th. They also had the back-to-back last weekend on Friday and Saturday where they took on Phoenix and San Antonio. Curry played in all of those games. The lone game that Curry missed was the only back-to-back on the road. So this back-to-back that's coming up Monday and Tuesday is the second back-to-back involving a pair of road games, and Curry did sit uh, in the second of the back-to-back on the road. So it makes you wonder if maybe the Warriors have some kind of uh, plan in place to where back-to-back road games uh, that that maybe they aren't going to have him play every single back-to-back if both games are going to be uh, away from Chase Center. So that's just you know, one, one little pattern uh, that, that I picked up here uh, as we close out the program and, and hearing Steph there uh, talk because it, it sure sounds like Monday – uh, in Indiana uh, is going to be a night, although we don't know officially now, and the Warriors have said there's no decision on that, that, that he potentially uh, could wind up uh, not being in the lineup. All right, uh, that's going to do it uh, for me. I uh, want to thank uh, Sterling Bennett. want to thank everybody else uh, in our San Francisco studios uh, for getting the job done and, and, and helping uh, put this show together and, and cutting all the highlights and, and all of the post-game sound and everything, getting that uh, ready to air. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to the texters. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Again, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you this week here or throughout the week uh, on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Warriors next broadcast it comes your way 4 o'clock. Uh, is game time on Monday as the Warriors take on the Pacers. That's a 2.30 Warriors live. Damon and Rattle will have that one for you here uh, on 95.7 The Game. And then uh, this road trip continues with stops in New York, Boston, and Toronto after Indiana on Monday. So Sixers get the better of the Warriors tonight. Uh, 102.93 is the final, and you heard it right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.